This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. The beginning of this week's parasha discusses the laws of a slave. And every delivery, a Jewish slave, he's sold for six years. He wants to stay on. He feels very fixed. He feels very comfortable. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go home. After six years, comes to 17, he's supposed to go free. And he doesn't want it. What does that represent? Why does the Torah straight after Matan Torah, the first parasha that comes after Matan Torah begins with this law of an every Couldn't find anything else more exciting to talk about straight after Kabbalah's Torah. And then this parasha is a whole mishmash of things. A bulk of the parasha talks about financial laws, civil financial laws. And the parasha also talks about the mitzvah of Shemitah, that after every six years working the field, you're going to leave it empty for a year. The parasha also talks about three times a year going, making a pilgrimage, going to the Bess Amigdash. How does this all tie in together? The answer is the following. We have Olam Hazah and Olam Haba. Chazal say that Yaakov and Esav, they made a partnership. Not a partnership, they split a partnership. Esav said, listen, there's two worlds, let's split them up. You take one, I'll take one. Esav took Olam Hazah. And Yaakov took Olam Haba. Which means that this world is not our world. It belongs to Esav. Olam Haba is our world. Baruch Hashem, Yaakov got the better of the two, better, better, better of the deal. But this world is not our world. Money, finances, you use to acquire things, makes you feel that this world with you has a certain permanence. Because back in the day, you know, you got money, you buy a field. Today, you buy some real estate, which means that you own, you actually own something. You acquired, you own something in a world that we don't own. You've just bought and acquired something in a world that's not ours. But it gives you a feeling of permanence. It gives you a feeling that this is our world. I've just bought something. And the more you buy, the wealthier you become. The more you buy, the more permanence you feel in this world. The more permanent you feel in a fleeting world, which is not even yours. It's a bit crazy. But that's the way it is. And people are, people are running more and more. They want to buy more and more. They want more permanence in a world that's not permanent. They want more of the world that does not belong to them to belong to them. What are you doing? It's a miracle that every seventh day is Shabbos. Shabbos is the fixed world. Shabbos is me'en olam haba, yom Shabbos menucha. Olam haba is the fixed world. And that's why Shabbos, Chazal says Shabbos is kavi of a kaima. Shabbos is the only, only, the only thing that we celebrate that's fixed. In other words, the Chagim, the Yom Toivim, Shavuos, Pesach, Sukkot, we don't know, I mean, it's fixed, we walked out in a calendar. But back then, you didn't know when, what day of the week Yonta was going to be. It all depends when the rabbi sanctified the new moon of that month, and then you counted 15 days, 15 days later, it was Yonta. But it wasn't fixed, it wasn't on a certain fixed day of the week. Shabbos is the only time that's fixed. Chazal says, Shabbos is Kaviyah V'Kaimah, Shabbos is fixed. Shabbos is Kaviyah V'Kaimah, it's fixed. Why? Because it's Olam Haba. And the message that Shabbos is conveying is, today you should feel fixed. Today you should feel fixed. Because this is really the, your, our fixed world. This is all my mom. That's why on Shabbos, you mustn't deal with any financial, you mustn't talk about financial dealings. Shabbos, you forget finances. You're not allowed to talk finances on Shabbos. You forget it. Forget on Shabbos that you're trying to find permanence in a world that's not permanent. Forget how foolish we are on Shabbos. Shabbos is the real day of permanence. And it's such a nebuch for people that are waiting for Shabbos to go out to, to switch on the, to see all their emails. And it's a huge nebuch for a person that Friday night meal or the way back out of shul, he's talking finances and mortgages. 
He must be out of his life. He must be out of his mishugan. Shabbos is all my bar. Shabbos is fixed. This is our fixed world. All of my is not fixed. The whole idea of acquiring misleads you into thinking that you do have a fixed permanence in this world that's not fixed. But it's ridiculous because it's not true. That's why Shabbos is so... We have to cherish Shabbos. Shabbos brings us into reality. Shabbos is... That the next world, that we have to work so hard with Torah and Mitzvahs in this world, not work so hard to acquire a permanence in a world that we're not permanent in. We have to try in this world to acquire as much permanence in the world of permanence. In that's our avoid in Shabbos. And that's what Shabbos teaches us. That's what Shabbos teaches us. That's the whole idea of the mitzvah of Shemitah as well. Six days, six years you work hard in your field. It's your field, it's your produce. But Hashem wants to remind you it's not yours. Every seventh year, Shabbos Lashem. For Shavsar, it's Shabbos Lashem. In other words, a whole year, go over and over and over again, that all your real estate's not yours. And that's what Shlomo Melech is saying all the time in Kehelis. What are you working so hard for? You're going to die. And somebody else is going to take it all. So what are you working so hard? To acquire, to acquire, if it's not yours. Let's say you borrow something for a week from somebody else. So you borrowed it. But everything is borrowed away because it's not ours. It's not our world. Shmitter, one whole year, we have to focus on this idea. Don't feel that with your amassing wealth, don't feel a feeling of permanence because it's not, this world is not permanent. And that's why we had to make the pilgrimage three times a year. Leave your field. We just left everything. We left everything the way it was. And we went up to, went up to Yerushalayim. It's the same, same idea. It's the same idea. When we left everything, we went up to Yerushalayim. We felt that our, our field is not ours. Hashem is going to protect it. It's not ours anyways. We left everything. The whole country was empty. All the Jews converged onto Yerushalayim. And you know what? There's an opinion in the Gemara that says Yerushalayim was never handed out. Yerushalayim was never handed. It was never divided amongst the tribes. Yerushalayim belongs to everybody. Nobody owns Yerushalayim. One opinion. Nobody owns Yerushalayim. So therefore, we all left our fields. We all left our personal belongings. And we made our pilgrimage. We went up to, to Yerushalayim. We went up to a city that doesn't belong to, any, doesn't belong to anybody. It belongs to everybody. And that's how you can celebrate Yom Tov. That's how you can celebrate Yom Tov. So that's why this parasha that deals with monetary laws has in it Shemitah, has in it three times a year going on pilgrimage to the Bits of Mikdash. The whole parasha is to remind us that the spiritual world of Olam Abba, that's our world and our life over here must be dedicated and devoted for building our life where we're going to be forever. Forever. I remember when I was young, there was somebody in London, he was a very nice, very, very, very God-fearing Jew. He built himself a huge house. A huge house with all the luxuries in it. And straight afterwards, never he fell ill with cancer, he died. It's not ours. This world is not permanent. So what are we doing? The next world is permanent. Shabbos is permanent. This world is, is therefore is a world that's not ours to prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare for the world that's ours. For, to, for a world of permanence. 
The Goyim don't have another world. This is their world. It's not a permanent world because they have no existing, they don't exist permanently. But a Yid exists permanently. But his permanent life is not here. That's the idea of the beginning of the parish with a slave. And every every. He's a slave. For six years, he's working for a slave, he's working for a master, a boss of a dog. That's not, that's not what he should be doing. That's not what he should be doing. He was sold because he stole money. Come six years, he should want to go free already. After the six years. The seventh year is like Shabbos. And he says, He feels permanent in a place that's not permanent. What are you doing? It's the same idea all over again. And this is something that is, needs so much this needs so much thinking in today's world. Unfortunately, you get so many Jews. Shemer and Tyra Mitzvahs, observant Jews. But their whole life is making more and more money. And they get to the 60s and the 70s. How long are you still here for? And they're still so busy with their business. Expanding and expanding and expanding. Trying to dig and becoming so permanent in a world that's not permanent. You're not here for much longer. So that's why after Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, after we do tshuva, we're looking for what's the root of all our affairs. Why do we really give in to our pleasures? Why do we do our affairs? The answer is because we feel that this world is our permanent world. So we feel that all these tithes and all the pleasures of this world are real. They're ours. This is our world. You've got to rule that off. And therefore, after Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, what do we do? We have a chag that's called Sukkot. It's a time where we take all our crop from the field, we bring it home. It's a time where we have the most money of the year. It's a time where we have all the crop in our house. It's a time where we amassed all our wealth, which back then all the wealth was, all the grain from the field and all the fruits from the field. It's the Chag Osif. It's the Chag of gathering together. We feel so fixed. We're so wealthy on Sukkot. We've got storehouses full of wealth. What do we do on Sukkot? What is the mitzvah on Sukkot? Say midiras keva. Leave your permanent dwelling. Veshev and dwell bediras arai. Dwell in a temporary dwelling. <laughs> Dafka the time where we feel so fixed and so permanent. Dafka the time where we gather all our crop from the field and we feel so permanent. We feel we have money. Says Hashem, leave all that. And go and dwell in a sukkah. Go and dwell in a temporary dwelling. Because if you realize that this world is temporary, then you realize that all the pleasures of this world are also temporary. You realize that all the pleasures of this world are fleeting. Then you won't give in to your tithes. If you're focused, I've got to build my eternal world over here. Then you won't try to build, you won't try to find permanence in a world that's not permanent. That's Pasha's Mishpatim. After the parasha Matan Torah, after we were introduced, after our Neshamas left us, and they went up to the permanent world. And Hashem sent them down and revived us again. The next parasha is the parasha to teach us this beautiful Yesoid. And this chus, that everybody should feel how temporary everything is over here. 
This was the whole Yisod of Yosef and Mitzrayim. What did he do all those seven years? He was the king. He was so wealthy, he had all the money in the world. The whole world came to buy from him. He gave it away. What was he doing in the seven years of plentiful? He was piling and piling and piling, which really means that he was piling and piling mitzvahs and toivim. The Egyptians believed that this world is permanent. Those idiots mummified the bodies. They felt that this world is permanent. You fools, this guy's dead. No, we'll oil him and bandage him. Their clip is the clip that feels this world is permanent. Yosef Tzadik was relaying a message. This world's not permanent. This world is here that we should accumulate and accumulate mitzvahs, mice and toyimim for the next world. We could go on and on in this, but I think the message is very clear. We should all be zoichem to cling to nitzchias, to cling to the emistika permanency, the emistika the real, real, real eternity of Torah Mitzvahs and Hashem should bring us into this world in Mitzvah Hashem. Speedily nowadays, Meher Amen. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.